I wonder would it be better if, if people knew today that I had unfollowed them on Anchor. Because that would give people a notification, maybe. I mean, that's if their notifications were turned on so that they could find out that I had unfollowed them. And they might be, uh, if they noticed, they might be interested. And if they were interested, they might become curious. And if they were, did become curious, they might get in touch with me. And the relationship that I hoped we would have might, might get rekindled or have some new firelighters put on the fire. You see, I went on to Anchor today and I saw that I, I was following, I think, 200 and, or favorited 231 people. And I thought to myself, and I have, this wasn't just today I thought this, I thought, who are these people? I must see who they are. Now, that's an awful lot of people who, well, it seemed a lot of people whose audio I wanted to listen to. And I have never favorited anybody whose audio I didn't want to listen to. I mean, if somebody wanted to follow me, that was absolutely their ability and their right. And if I didn't want to listen to their audio, that was also right. I didn't have any difficulty with that because I wanted to be not going through the motions of of doing something that might mislead somebody into thinking that I was interested in connecting with them or at least listening to their audio when I wasn't. And I, I don't like to mislead people. It's, I mean, to give it very grandiose language, it's, it's contrary to, 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 to the values by which I live. So to deliberately mislead somebody, it's contrary to the values that I live. Now, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not a saint. I have uh, committed venial sins and told white lies. But and somebody once did a very interesting piece of um, curiosity in the form of a piece of audio asking people, you know, if they had told lies. And uh, we had to define what lies meant, I think. But that's getting away from the, drifting away from the point. The point is that a, um, a montage magazine, the only woman jazz lover that I know living in Kansas City, the only woman jazz lover, in fact, the only jazz lover who I know who was connected in some way with a place I once think I was told was the oldest continuing jazz club in the United States, possibly the world. But I couldn't bring myself to unfavorite Montage magazine, even though, and I couldn't even bring myself to look and see how frequently or when's the last time that she used Anchor. But she was one of the very few exceptions one of the very few people whose first name, or even second name, I never ever found out. 
but who I felt so much in attraction with that I couldn't bring myself to unfollow her or unfavor her. So this is by way of kind of gently introducing the bit of information that while I was walking in the woods over the last half hour, I unfavorited over a hundred people. And the, the way I did it was that I, I didn't unfavorite anyone unless I made a mistake, who, who I knew, who I knew, I knew who they were and I knew that, well at least I, there, there probably were a few people who I unfavorited, who I knew had never made, never used Anchor, well never used Anchor since, uh, you know, and got onto my list of people that I favorited. Now there were there are some people who, as soon as I saw that they opened an account on Anchor, I favoured them for what I thought, and I still think, was a very good reason. I wanted to be notified as soon as they made a piece of audio. I did not want to miss, even if they just tried out Anchor to see how it went. But it's a very long time since I, since anyone that I know opened up a, an account on Anchor for the first time that I got a notification about it and that I had favorited for that reason. So I, back in 2017, so if the person hadn't used Anchor since 2017, I unfavorited them. It just cleans my, my, the numbers that I'm looking at up and it does no harm to anyone. So it also you know, gives me a shorter list of people to look at the next time I look at and say, look, who am I following or whose anchor, whose uh, audios or even podcasts on anchor do I want to see? Now while I was doing this I came up with a something I would like Anchor to do. Maybe some people who have, are used to lobbying Anchor. Um, by the way, for those of you who don't know what Anchor is, it's a, a startup company in New York that has been developing a podcasting app went through, you know, pivoted a couple of times while it was trying to raise money to survive and uh, built initially you know, a very a piece of software that a lot of people said doesn't exist already and uh, thought this was what we'd call in Ireland a godsend or what we would have called in Ireland a godsend. Anyway, they, just to say that in case you don't know what it is, it's an app and you can, there's also a website. But it's, it's got its uh, strengths. Um, but I'm saying that there is no possible disadvantage to anyone if I unfavorite them from Anchor if they're not using Anchor. And if I have mistakenly unfavorite 
and favorited somebody who's been making a lot of audios which for any reason or other I have I have been missing um, something will happen I know which will you know put me back in touch with them something will happen so and this um, this love of some people and Montage Magazine probably wasn't the only person that I couldn't bring myself to to disconnect from because even though I might seem a hard-hearted cold brutal sort of guy somewhere inside me is a a heart of gold that would crack and turn back into I don't know what I was going to say mercury what's the freezing point of mercury well, maybe I've got the uh, the, uh, the metaphor or was it an analogy or was it a simile see I'm not as smart as as I could be not as clever I'd, I'd have a hard job defining the difference between those three with confidence enough to persuade myself that I knew the difference. So anyway, I mention this because over, it must be over a year now, maybe over the last, well I'm going to say a year, in the last year, may have been 18 months, but not any longer than that. I have on Twitter unfollowed about 3,000 people. Yeah, I once upon a time uh, followed over 4,000 people uh, accounts on Twitter. Now one of those reasons that I followed so many was that at one time I wanted to follow, create a I followed everybody who went on Twitter that I came across in Cork, in Ireland. And having followed them, I would then slowly, but progressively, build a Twitter list. With, and I decided that, look, I don't need to follow anyone in Cork at all. Probably don't need to follow anyone in Ireland, because I keep people in Cork and people in Ireland and a lot of other people in Twitter lists and that's the only place that I will ever look for somebody from Cork. I will never look at my general Twitter feed and this um, this managing I'll call it really managing my my, my Twitter connections. Well, in, in the case of Twitter, it's more a case of me managing my time. Because if I were to go through my Twitter feed, there being four and a half thousand people tweeting on it, even though at one stage, I remember thinking 20% of them were prostitutes. But if I, and I think it's an awful lot fewer now, but if I, if I was to 
to go through all of my Twitter accounts, all of my Twitter connections, and delete everyone who I wasn't uh, in connection with. I'd be deleting a lot. So, I slightly lost the run of myself. Anyway, leaving that all aside, I'm on a slightly tidy up my world. Um, so that my connections seem more realistic. Now, if I had the energy, I suppose I could block all those who are following me who don't exist, but I'm not going to do that. That requires too much effort. Um, so I'm not touching that. Now I'm going into the supermarket, having kind of filled the time while walking along with the dog in a way that wasn't a bit mindful. Probably wasn't really a great way to do it. If I'd been sitting drinking a glass of water at home, sitting in my orange armchair, that would have been a better way to do it, wouldn't it? All I can say now is that not that I expect anyone to do this, but if anybody decides to look and see who is Paul, who does Paul favour in his, in his um, anchor connections, there'll be a lot more interesting and a lot less wasteful of your time, as well as my own. So there we are. The next stop is buy some bread and fruit and see what else comes into my mind. Thank you so much for listening. A soft evening. A mild wind blows from the sea. silent here now, 20 past 11 at night, and these days it is, it's a dog and a cat who I go walking with. Louis the dog, English uh, setter, seems to have found something to eat. Hello, you. Come here, Puma. Say hello to the people. Say, Pew. Come on. No. Come on. Everyone's used to me. Everyone's used to the... All right, we'll walk. She's not one of these cats that makes a lot of noise. But she's lying down, clearly looking to be have her tummy rolled. And Louis is not coming. Well, he, I reckon he will come.
charging up along here in a minute. Never done this before. Oh, there goes a human being walking past. This is crazy. This is the funniest walk. The most, no, this is a standout walk. I think he'll come. Yeah, here he's coming, charging. Well, just goes to show, just when you think that a pattern has set in and that you can predict accurately what's going to happen next, the animal confounds you. You're really big into sniffing, aren't you? I've never seen him so sniffy. Oh, it's lovely. It really is. Here. I'm very tickled by the idea, still am tickled by the idea of the cat and the dog both walking with me. I guess it might be a little, well, it can be silly to call it an ego boost, but the fact that the cat comes, you know how cats make up their own mind. So if a cat decides to come on a walk with you, that means more than if the dog comes for a walk. I mean, dogs are attached to you. Cats are independent. Ah, what do I know? There are people who go around debating which is better, a cat or a dog. Did you hear that gunshot? How do I know if it was a gunshot even? Now, hold on a minute. St. John's Wort is looming here. No, it isn't St. John's Wort. That's a hebe. And that's a St. John's Wort beside it. Did I tell you? Did I tell you? I certainly know I told some people that I once moved into a house that had, I don't know, 30, 40 hebes in it. All over the place. I didn't have any interest in hebes, except I did learn what they looked like. Hebe is, I think, spelt H-E-B-E. -E. Maybe there's an extra E there. Anyway, I suppose I'd be better to know the Latin names, since all these names like Hebe and St. John's Wort and all. Dear, you can hear what's going on in that house. Not that I want to know. That house is a friend of my daughter's. Oh, hey, here's a child, a young child, a very small child's first uh, thing they sit on and push along. It's got a little rabbit and a little turtle and a little, what else is here?
Is that a piglet? Sweet little thing, really. Look at this cat. You are just looking for attention. You are really. I'm stroking this black cat. Oh, I suppose you would say the cat is irresistible to me. get anywhere if I have to stroke the cat, turn around, stroke the cat, and keep my eye on the dog moving forward. Very lucky to live here. Really, really lucky to live here. Because it means I can come out at night and just uh, meander around the estate. And there's a certain security or is that the right word? It isn't actually the right word, but there's a certain feeling of, you know how it's like nice to belong to something. I kind of feel I, oh no, oh Louis, oh God, I wish you wouldn't do that. Now I have to do it again. Daren't even tell you what I'm doing. I'm not going to reveal what happened. And, uh, I'm not a happy bunny, and I'm kind of ashamed of myself. training courses and I'd never been late for running a training course in my life you know I never I never turned up late not that you expect anyone to turn up late it's not like as if people who are running training courses do turn up late but I woke up one day at five to nine, when the training course I was due to be running was due to start at nine o'clock. And it was about 12 miles away. And I looked out the window and there was thick fog, thick fog you could barely see. Well, I was kind of mortified to put it mildly panicked as well and it got even it was even worse because I was kind of training a trainer at the same time 
had a second person running the training course with me who'd never run this particular training course before, and it was a three-day course. And she, I, it was my job to ease her into doing more each day on the course and reviewing with her how she was getting on as a trainer. It was interpersonal skills training course and she would have responsibility for four people in a group and I would have responsibility for four and anyway I won't go into all the details but I've never forgotten the mentality I was in as I drove at about five miles an hour uh, through, not the Cotswolds, but somewhere near Stroud in England. And I finally found a way of dealing with it because I said to myself, well, it's good to experience what other people have experienced being late for something. This is good for me. Everybody, ex everybody is late for important things sometimes in their life. This is very good for me to experience it. And to hold my hands up and say, well, guys, I didn't wake until five to nine. And uh, I got there. I got there about an hour and a half late. They hadn't started the training course. They were waiting for me to arrive. And you know what? The sky did not fall in. And I... <laughs> kind of felt after the third day of the course, when the course was over, that, it, that I didn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. It, it, it receded in importance as time went on. I can't remember why I, yeah, this is about cock-ups you make, and things you do that you're not proud of, and things you could easily beat yourself up over. And there, as we all know, there ain't no benefit in beating yourself up. is good for anybody. Oh, sh yeah, keep quiet, you little yapper. I couldn't be living with a dog like that. I'm walking under low, low hanging trees. I need to come along here with the hey, hey, um, clippers or one of these things that cuts off slim branches so that people can walk down underneath the trees without getting hit in the eye by a, a branch. See? That's what happens to me. Come on, Louis. I gotta be up at a quarter past six. Come on. Yeah. Take my daughter to riding tomorrow morning.
Do I stay where I am and wait for him to come? Do I go into the house and have him out here and wonder how long or will I go and stand there so he can see me and realise he better come in? Come on, Louis. Come on. Oh, it looked like it was coming. Hey, Psst. come on. You're like a child, you know. I tell you, you've got one minute. Oh, there's something. He found food around here. And that's what he's doing. All right, got to go on the lead. Come here. Come here. Call him the dog. Call him. Call him the dog with the cat. We'll put you on the lead. Come on. Slobber. I have a tiny bit of red wine to finish. Oh, I dedicate this little bit of red wine to Robert Neal. <laughs> 